Are your freedoms being destroyed? Like free speech? Shut up! Then fucking stay here and be blunt about it. Shut up! Will you shut up? Be right back. Well, well, well. It's a Tuesday here at RenegadeTalk.fm in Maui where we don't sugarcoat shit. Hi, Marla. Aloha, Renegade Nation. My name is Richie Kepler, and we have our special guest on today, Bill Dean, formerly of CBS. We're going to be talking about all kind of good things, especially his new book called Smooth Criminal. So, Renegade Nation... Hold on to your seats. It's, it's going gonna, to be a bumpy ride. It's going to be a fun ride, as and I said. Eye opener. Yeah, Marla came up with this Mission Impossible music. We fit, we thought it, it was fitting fitting for uh, Bill. Absolutely. Because it's always an imp- impossible mission when it comes to yes. disastrous media. Anyway, Love it. So. Anyway, Bill, how are you? Well, it's uh, it's good, and I like your Mission Impossible. I could have. Uh, uh, titled my book that I guess. Yeah, that would have been. That would have been. It's always a Mission Impossible with these morons. Anyway, so uh, Renegade Nation, we're going to uh, give you a little bit of background on uh, Bill Dean, so you know what's going on, and you have to understand. You got to listen very clearly to this because uh, this gentleman has been around the ostrich media. In fact, he spent his whole life in the ostrich media, which is CBS and ABC, and and so on and so forth. So let me give you a little bit of background. Um, the following quote is certainly true of Mr. Dean's blog. This blog is dedicated to bringing back the commitment of professional journalism. Again, Renegade Nation, professional journalism. And Bill, as a former network news editor, major market news director, and anchor, Bill gives you the inside story. The inside story often missed by the media that's more interested in that Hollywood, Hollywood bullshit gossip. Hollywood's a great uh, name. Hollywood, yes. And and, and Bill's uh, site, if you, if you would like to go to it, which I encourage you to do so. It's called Our Missing News, and it gets into the why of the day's significant events. And uh, Bill has a book that uh, has just come out. Uh, Bill's an uh, expert investigative journalist, speaker, and best-selling author of a book called Smooth Criminal, A One-Man American Crime Wave. And Bill's going to explain that in a few minutes. Now, Bill's book exposes the consequences of our government freeing prisoners to carry out dangerous assignments. His expertise includes criminal criminal behaviors, law enforcement, CIA, FBI, the police, Justice Department, and the consequences of extreme secrecy. That means innocent American citizens' lives are being ruined. Bill's a professional on-air broadcaster capable of telling a, a vital story in an infotainment manner. And as a former major market anchor, news director, and network news assignment editor and author, Bill is a dedicated journalist believing in the overall good of searching and revealing for the public's right to know. Now, here's the background, Renegade Nation. This is a very credible author. Bill has 33 years of experience as a writer, a news assignment editor at ABC and CBS, a CBS news director in Denver and Rochester, New York, an anchor at the first all-news uh, radio station, which was at KYW in Philadelphia, as well as Miami's ABC TV affiliate. He's a member of the Radio Television News Directors Association, the New York Press Club, the Investigative Reporters and Editors, Society of Professional Journalists, and the winner 
winner of many awards, including the prestigious Edward R. Murrow Award for Best Coverage of a Major Breaking News Event, which was the assassination of Itzhak Rabin. And this is what he wrote me in one of his emails. Any con honest on your list, laughing out loud? I'm not, but I'll talk about them. One who fooled Fidel Castro and many, many others. We'll talk about what they got away with while the feds look the other way and then tell the audience how to recognize one and get away from them harmoniously without losing a penny. So Bill's going to put everybody on edge, Renegade Nation. you got to listen to this with his fascinating and his hard-hitting and true accounts from his many years of investigative journalism. It's going to be a great show today. And, Bill, welcome to the show. Well, this is uh, quite a treat for me, too, because uh, the people have to know this. I feel that uh, I, uh, they have to know what the government, what the people that we put, it in, put into business and what we're paying, what they're doing and doing to our, uh, our country. Uh, I'm, I'm really uh, appalled at uh, what's happened to the broadcast media. We've got about 85% uh, run by... Uh, six corporations: ABC, Time Warner, CBS, and uh, these are these are companies that um, are controlled by big media themselves. And uh, you know, for example, if you might want to do something about uh, about dirty food in a big factory someplace, uh, that factory could very well be owned by part of big media, and uh, you can't do that. Well, you know, it's uh, funny, the, Bill. Bill, we brought this up about General Electric, and GE owned uh, NBC at one time, and the uh, CEO of GE was the um, uh, jobs are under Obamitable to get job, more jobs in America, but NBC never reported any of that. That's so exactly what not. you're saying. You know, I mean, plus he was shipping jobs to China. Yeah, when I was in Philadelphia, we had a little case like that. Uh, Westinghouse was one of those big corporations, and uh, we used to have must-attend lectures uh, by lawyers from Westinghouse Corporation, and they would say uh, the part of Westinghouse broadcasting to Westinghouse Corporation is only 3%. But what that 3% can do is devastating to the 97%. And at that time, they had lots of nuclear power plants, and uh, they were building them around the world, particularly in France. And so this, uh, this corporation is, is held back uh, if, if um, the media, if the 3% of uh, Westinghouse Broadcasting uh, reports uh, some things. Uh, for example... Um, we had the high-speed cars uh, in the Northeast, and uh, they're operating quite well now uh, from Washington to Boston. And uh, at that particular time when I was in uh, at KYW in Philadelphia, uh, an investigative reporter, or thought he was anyway, at uh, KYW-TV wanted to know why the cars weren't coming off the assembly line. So he went over to where they were, and um, one of the supervisors says, well, you can see they're all sitting here. He says, we have a problem with a Westinghouse air brake, and uh, they can't stop the, the train that easily at 110, 120 miles an hour. <laughs> so he uh, went back to uh, the station and put that on the air. And what happened to him? Uh, the, he wasn't assigned anything for... About three weeks. He just sat well, that's there, it. I thought and uh, then they then they uh, sent him on a garden party. Yeah, I figured he'd be cleaning <laughs> toilets or something, guarding the toilets at KYW. <laughs> and uh, he got the message and went up to uh, 
Phil, uh, what year was the this? State capital. That was about 1974. Okay. Okay, so why is it today with the way the media, we, which we call the ostrich media, they just don't, I always thought the media was there to not give a, uh, a biased or unbiased, just to tell you the truth and you can make your own decision. What the hell happened? And when did it start? Yeah, when did all this start? When did all this well, become Hollywood I think, bullshit? I think it goes to lobbying. Uh, the K Street lobbyists hitting the congressman. We used to have a hard and fast rule. You could be the, the richest person in America, and you could only own seven AMs, five FMs, and five TVs. Yeah, that's right. And, mm-hmm. and no matter how rich you were, that was a hard and fast rule. Uh, so Congress uh, got its treats uh, for uh, alleged uh, campaign contributions. Allegedly! Okay. <laughs> Who was that? We have a big problem no, with I, I, allegedly. When, when, yeah, when somebody's like drowning and you're right there and you see them <laughs> drowning and they're reporting on the story, they always say allegedly, but you, can, you know, people are actually seeing it. And I always go, allegedly! Okay. Yeah, because- <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, allegedly doesn't uh, doesn't hold up. It's not a legal term, although most of the press believes it is. Yeah, uh, it's they re- can say, well, we meant well anyway. Uh, we didn't know for sure, but... So we called it allegedly, right? But well, it's Bill, not a legal term. It yeah, won't, it's it not. won't help you in uh, in court, except that you can say, "I tried. I didn't <laughs> want to." Do I tried. Bad. I tried. Yes, Marla, go ahead. Uh, we've just gotten so sick and tired of hearing that word. We started screaming it. I think. Yeah, we scream three it all the time. Ago. Every, every doesn't time. Doesn't mean anything. It doesn't it, mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. 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 So it's very irritating to us. So, hey, Bill, your days at CBS uh, as the news assignment editor. What stories uh, were were going to be put on the air, but they weren't were not allowed to be put on the air? Just give us one, like one, for example, instance. Well, I, can, I can tell you. I can tell you my book. Uh, I wanted. To, I certainly. Would have uh, would have wanted to do it over at CBS, uh, but uh, I knew that uh, nobody was going to help me, and I knew that it was going to be a full time job. So I took voluntary retirement, and I can tell you that uh, there was interest, uh, definite interest uh, among the big six, uh, and uh, the big six got the higher ups, the CEOs, and so forth, a message from them, and. Uh, so it, we, the only time I have been able to tell this story because of the control of the big six is like your show you're seeing right now and you're hearing right now. Yeah, why, Nation. why is it that they, they won't allow this? What are they so afraid of? Well, they're afraid of the people that they're going to they're gonna walk on because there's not any clarity of thought about what a particular company is today. They've got their arms around everything, their fingers into everything. Uh, they may have food companies. Uh, they, they may have um, uh, automobile. Uh, and now, what are you going to do about if there's a problem with automobiles? Well, you're, <laughs> you're going to play it down. You... you certainly aren't going to really uh, aggressively take care of that uh, that problem. Well, I know, I know you told me... <laughs> that <laughs> reminded me of something, yeah, that last, the show we did. Hey, last week you told me that uh, 60 Minutes turned you down and uh, Oprah Winfrey gonna... sent you a reject letter. Yes, my yeah, Oh, have, that's, that's have... a wonderful thing, that Oprah thing. <laughs> yes, oh, we have. Here. Did you print out I, the I Oprah reject? I have and I want to... That, that is so... Because uh, Oprah has forgotten where she came from. She came from uh, the little people, or the people that uh, that brought her up to the top. Absolutely. And now they don't want to hear from the little people. Yeah, but Bill, Bill, why is it that they they picked picked her? 
in wasn't it in Baltimore where she was discovered and they made her into the goddess that she is now and she was one of the little people she was going nowhere she was until, one of the Lilliputians in Lilliputians yes and here she well, I is think now she was even in Chicago before that wasn't oh, she what? I, I, I really don't know but all of a sudden it's like in her early days in her yeah. early days was in Chicago but you know now like yeah, like you said she was one of, one of the little people and they made her and I think they made her into this to get that audience of all these women these poor women crying and carrying on and all these problems and then she gives out cookies and, and gives out presents <laughs> to people and runs around and claps and that interview that she just did you know with uh, uh, who was it the, it was uh, the Manti the Manti was it Manti whoever it was it and was then just Dr. Phil did the guy oh. that was Man. contacting Man. this is not uh, Teo Manti. Yeah, okay. Manti. Yeah, oh, sorry, I, I don't know. I never. I'll call him mayonnaise. Any, doesn't matter to me. <laughs> anyway, so Bill wrote a book, and the book has been turned down by 60 Minutes, and people know, and and Bill knows the people inside of 60 Minutes, and I'm not going to mention any names. But no, please don't. No, I'm not. That's I, up to I, Bill. No, it's up to Bill. I'm not going <laughs> to mention any names because I they're all you know they they want to do the story, but they're not allowed to do the story because they could lose their jobs and blah blah blah, and they just don't want to get involved in it. So Bill is going to the alternative media which is us which is the new and new, upcoming media we are the new media elite, elite. so bill's That's gonna right. bill's thank gonna, you the, bill. the 15 15 percent of uh, what you read see and hear is on places like a uh, renegade nation yeah right. we, we we just That's say it the way it is and we tell you the way it is and people call us all kind of names but the bottom line renegade nation is that when we put it out there it's like the drudge report and Bree bart and all these other people that are coming up and getting these stories and putting people on the air that want to show the other side of the story and the stuff that you're not hearing that they don't want you to hear in fact one thing before we get into the book and bill this is really interesting when abominable was reelected in philadelphia they had 55 wards uh, what they call voting wards and it's funny some investigative reporters actually actually and they are investigative reporters went in to find out how many people voted for Romney in those 55 wards which mainly are African African American and it's funny what they found out nobody no, nobody in those 55 wards voted for Romney they were all Obama how could how could all those people in 55 wards all vote for Obama? Nobody voted for Romney. It's amazing. It's and, stinky. But what kind of kind of reminds me of uh, <laughs> the time when uh, when you could still sell cigarettes on uh, on the networks, and uh, at one time uh, uh, Liggett and Myers, I believe it was, and uh, or whoever made uh, R. J. Reynolds made uh, made uh, Camel cigarettes. Uh, they were at a doctor's meeting standing outside in the <laughs> hall as the doctors were walking in, and they handed the doctors a pack of uh, camels. And so when the doctors were coming out after the hour-long session or something, uh, they asked, Doctor, what cigarette are you smoking? And so that's how they were saying more doctors smoke camels <laughs> than any other cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> we joke about it that all is the a time. True story. That well, is. We joke about it all the time when you could smoke anywhere and everywhere, like yeah. in an airplane. More doctors I, smoke. I, I, I would like to say that uh, that I'm not uh, condemning CBS in this thing, and I'm not condemning the people at uh, 60 Minutes. Uh, it's no secret, though, that uh, 60 Minutes is really. Uh, tempered itself. It no longer is what it was doing before. 
I mean, when they lead with a sports story or something and uh, stuff like that, they're very soft now. It's not uh, no, uh, gone are the days when Dan Rather with his cameras barged into an abortion <laughs> clinic or something. And the microphone, it, all the microphones all over you. I remember Mike Wallace, uh, may he rest oh, in yeah. peace, but Mike Wallace used to go in barging into the door with the, with the camera guys and, they're, and he's getting beat up by the guy. Get out of my office! Get out of here! And he's going, I need to hear, I need you to ask this question. I mean, it was so great to get the truth, and now all of a sudden it's like little pussies running around. Oh, I can't do this. I'll, I'll offend somebody. I'm, I'm scared. I'll be shot. <laughs> all those guys. Well, that's, that's before CBS was connected to Paramount Pictures. Oh, and many other things. oh. So tell us the year for our, our <clears throat> Renegade Nation. We have all ages here. About I mean, what year uh, was that? When, when that when that was going on, oh, that was uh, I mean uh, Dan Rather and Mike Wallace uh, busting into places. <laughs> uh, that that went on until about 1975 or six, and uh, I, I, I was uh, there was a rumor going around uh, CBS at the time, and uh, it was that nobody. Nobody could could uh, uh, reveal any of this stuff because there were 40, uh, 32 or 33, the rumor was, 33 lawsuits against CBS at that time. I mean, when you bust in to, to a place, actually, uh, there there is no legal right for a journalist to do that in this country. You can only be invited in. I mean, if there's a big fire or something, I guess you can get in the middle of it if you want. <laughs> Nobody's going to stop you. But uh, if you want to bust into an abortion clinic or something like that, you... We're you preferring really, the... So they had so many lawsuits, and and that's when 60 Minutes decided that they ought to try something else. And Don Hewitt, who is the late Don Hewitt now, who was the creator of 60 Minutes in the first place... And he was brilliant. Uh, ...came up with Tell Me a Story. And mm-hmm. stories are very, very compelling uh, if you get good ones and people will listen. And so uh, there was a gradual change. They just couldn't afford these lawsuits. I mean, whether they were uh, legitimate or not, you know, lawyers can sue for anything. And it just drove them crazy. I do have the Oprah um, uh, little note here, which I think is very funny. And, I mean, it tells, just read between the lines. It's saying, hey, we don't need little people anymore. Uh, and it says, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your ideas with us. This is me. Unfortunately, we are unable to accept your piece for publication. Due to the sheer volume of mail we receive each day, it is impossible to give each submission the attention it deserves, and thus we cannot accept unsolicited material. <laughs> Best of luck in getting your work published, and thank you for your interest in Oh, the Oprah Magazine. Uh, no, but they'll put some vitamin hawker on there, selling vitamins that will make you uh, make your uh, dick stronger. I mean, some of the stuff on that show is just absolutely it, uh, pathetic. That's just a big F you, Bill. Yeah, fuck you, Bill. <laughs> You're not coming on I here. Who the hell do you think you are? The, what the hell she's doing now, but I can tell you that, uh, you know, they had a whole bunch of people that were taking in uh, new cookie recipes and everything, <laughs> and that, that's what made the show so interesting. I mean, it was serious stuff, and it was... Uh, uh, heartwarming stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, Back in the day. And, uh, so she's totally forgotten about that now. 
Oh yeah, now now she's just uh, eating her way around the world. I think her yeah, whole network. That, I think that whole network. <laughs> she's, uh, she's too big for the little people. She's That's too right. big. I think her whole network is falling apart, and that O O network is not getting the ratings that she suspected that it would get. Or maybe people are just well, fed up with her. You're right. And they need people like says, you on there. Uh, it's uh, she was totally surprised how much work it would be <gasps> when she left the confines. Of, oh my goodness! Uh, that's because she would walk walk into the network and they of did course. everything for her. She just I sat am. down there and asked stupid because, questions. That's yeah. all she did. She didn't do anything else. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into Bill's book, and the book is called Smooth Criminal. It's a one-man American cr- crime wave, and it follows the criminal formation and secret release of such one man and his many victims and renegade nation. You are going to go, but you're going to go bananas when you Berserk. hear this story. Berserk. You will not hear this on Oprah Winfrey. She turned yeah. him down. And this is a real story. This is not fiction. It's not made up. It's not an autobiography. No, I lived it. I, lived it. And yeah. Bill, Bill, I knew Smooth Criminal and his buddies and the victims. But, it, uh, he he went on, uh, caused. Well, we're so glad you're here we're, with us. We're going to get into the book oh, next. I'm so far away from you. You're so far. You're Aww. in New York and we're sitting so in Maui. Yeah, and yeah. I miss that. Okay. Well, I wish I were out there where it was warm, you know. Oh, it's great. All the whales are here. You can My come life. out, Bill. You can come out any time. Okay, we're going to Pacific Ocean. We're going to take a break. Renegade Nation will be right <laughs> back with Bill. Uh, so stay tuned to your iTunes or your smartphone or whatever. You're listening to Renegade Talk where we don't sugarcoat Coke shit. shit. Right here in Maui. We'll be right back. smoking content in a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back to Renegade Nation and RenegadeTalk.fm in Maui where we don't sugarcoat shit. My name is Richie Kepler along with Marla, the ever drop dead gorgeous glamour girl herself and Bill Dean, formerly of CBS News, ABC, KYW in Philadelphia. An investigative reporter is going to tell you all about his new book called Smooth Criminal and some other really, really good stuff about Dan Rather. And we just can't wait to continue this conversation. Renegade Nation, pass this show all over the place again. We thank you for the downloads. Thank you for making us number two in Los Angeles, number one news talk of Potomatic. We love you, especially all of our friends at Renegade Europe. And I love this music, as I always say. Uh-huh. L.A. Woman, and I love L.A. Women. A little bit of Jim Morrison and the Doors coming up. Right in your face, Bill Dean, right after we do the intro in the song, Renegade Nation. Have a great day. Keep on listening and passing it My best, uh, my favorite door songs. Bill, you like uh, you like Jim Morrison and the Doors? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, I love this song. I just love it the way he gets into it. I mean, they threw him all over the place. <laughs> he was really... What was that one? It was like the shortest Top 40 record. It was like about a minute and 20 seconds. Yeah, he did a minute and 20. He's going to take a trip on an aeroplane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to well, put that on Skype. Yeah, well, Renegade Nation can listen to this music if they hop on over to uh, skypilotradio.com. Uh, anyway, so we got Bill Dean, our special guest, uh, formerly of CBS News, the winner of the Edward R. Murrow... Uh, Award award. For award for Broadcasting Journalism Investigative Reporting, the Peabody Awards, and a whole mess of awards because Bill knows what he's doing. Yeah. And Bill, See, left, go ahead, Marlon, we, we danced during the music, <laughs> and that's why Rich couldn't get his words out. I can't get my words out. It sounded pretty good to yeah. me, though. Anyway, sometimes I get excited. So I should have smoked more dope last night and took a Xanax, and exactly. I would have felt better instead of going to bed at a normal maybe, time maybe like normal people do. You should take a Xanax right now. I know I should take one. <laughs> anyway, we have Bill Dean on, uh, formerly of CBS. Yes, and uh, Bill wrote a book called The uh, A Smooth Criminal, and Bill's going to get into that. But prior to that, we uh, off air, we were talking about Dan Rather and what happened to him. And I always thought that was some kind of a setup, Bill. So can you explain a little bit more about that? Then we'll get into the book. Yeah. Uh, first, first, I'll tell you a quick joke. Donald Trump says that uh, people think that Dan Rather isn't so smart. And uh, he says he's the smartest anchor. He says, who could have been... Uh, uh, holding his job as an anchor at a network for 17 years, at that time I think it was 17 years, uh, while being number three. Right, yeah, right. Solid. He was never above number three. Right, he was never... (laughs) ABC and NBC were ahead of him all the time, and yet the MBAs at CBS were going into a panic that they might lose Dan Rather at various times, and then they would up his salary. So Donald Trump says he's He's smarter than we think. <laughs> wow, that's, that, that is really interesting. In fact, Donald Trump's in the news right now about Bill Maher. They had a bet. Uh, Bill Maher said that uh, Donald Trump came, came from uh, an orangutan's mother or something. <laughs> Did and, you say that? Yeah, is, that, he, is, that, is that a true story? Yeah. And, and no, he, 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 he kind of bet him five minutes. Everything Bill Maher says is true. No, but Bill Maher was on Jay Leno, and he said that uh, oh. Donald Trump came from an orangutan's mother's womb or something. He's, he's probably... And he, Referring uh, to his hair. And he bet $5 million. At a, <laughs> it could be. Anyway, he lost the bet, and they, uh, Trump's organization sent over the birth certificate. So now uh, Trump is suing uh, Bill Maher for the $5 million bucks. <laughs> They're going to give it to charity or some I think shit. He I don't know. shave his head. That I was mean, so that fucking comb over, please. So let's get, into the, let's get into the book. So, Bill, this book apparently turned down by Oprah, my all-time uh, favorite uh, talk show host, and 60 Minutes. They don't want to touch this. So uh, tell us, uh, tell us a, a little, you know, let's get into Smooth Criminal. What is this all about? Where does it start? And give, us the, give Renegade Nation the story. Well, I never, I never turned away from anything. I, the mob uh, was going to blow me up when I was news director in Rochester because I uncovered a big political payoff that they were enjoying. Oh my God! Uh, ah. And uh, I just, <laughs> I, uh, then, then actually, I should say that uh, one good thing about America—they do not knock off uh, journalists because while the public doesn't like journalists, they really, for some deep down inside, want us. And when uh, the last the last person to be killed that I know of was Don Bowles, and that was about 1985, and in Phoenix he was investigating the mob and, uh, and mob control. Yeah, in they Arizona. blew they blew him up. Yeah, they, they blew him up they in a car. Up. They blew and him this up. Is, yeah. This is the last one, and uh, before that was Victor Rizal about 1955. They threw lie in his eyes, oh. and uh, he was. 
Uh, he was, uh, I mean, he was a reporter and investigative journalist uh, here in New York City. Mm-hmm. And boy, I'm telling you, when that happened, they the uh, they they really cleaned house. And Colombo uh, was a victim of this. He decided uh, Colombo was one of the one of the five families in New York, and he wanted to be. He wanted to. He said there was no such thing as a mob, and uh, he was coming out from underground. Well. The mob knows that you cannot exist uh, unless you're underground doing illegal stuff. Right, that's how you do and it. That's how they operate. Mm-hmm. That's where their business is. So on Columbus Day, uh, uh, we had a death in uh, Columbus Circle as uh, uh, as he was speaking uh, to uh, a large crowd. Mm-hmm. He was shot by the mob because they realized that if you came out in the open, uh, you would the mob would be done for. Mm-hmm. I can tell you about Citibank here, which is uh, people know that it's a triangular building. They thought at that particular time when they built it on Jimmy Carter's time, I guess that uh, they were going to they were going to heat the building with um, uh, with um, you know the big sun. Uh, uh, raised up there on the top. The, Illu- the Illuminati signs. But, but the but the uh, when they moved in, the CEO at that time of Citibank looked down and he saw all these prostitute houses. I mean, uh, uh, they were not prostitute houses. They were um, uh, clubs and uh, you know uh, strip joints and that kind of thing, right uh, across the street from the big palatial. Citibank building, <laughs> and he looked down and he says uh, to his assistant, "What's that all about?" And they explained it, and he says, "Get rid of it." <laughs> and, and they said, "They said, well, you know, <laughs> the neighborhood is a nice neighborhood, and they've been in court for years trying to get rid of it, and they haven't been successful." That day, all of those places closed because the mob realizes that they can't come out and fight city uh, they can't find city uh, they can't find city because right. the mob ran 42nd street when right. the, where all the prostitutes were yep. and all the uh the uh, guess the, what yeah, it's what? all gone it's all gone now yeah it's all gone yeah they got rid of that real fast they just relocated it to, to uh jersey to newark <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to Newark. Ben, yeah, Newark, Newark, yeah. Newark is in Delaware. Oh, it's in, that's right. It's in Delaware. That's right. Rich <laughs> geography. Yeah, no. Isn't it Newark, New Jersey? Yeah. Uh, okay, anyway. So let's get into the book. So how did you meet the man called Smooth Criminal? And Because that's the title of the book. I mean, how did yep. you meet this guy? Well, okay. Um, I, I was a rock and roll DJ in my young years. And I was at WFUN, what great call letters, in, in Miami. Yeah. Radio, fun. Yeah, that, fun. The I could not use. The DJs were not allowed to say that they were having fun. Uh, <laughs> it drove them crazy. I'm having fun um, here at fun. Yeah. <laughs> On fun radio. On fun radio. Anyway, uh, anyway, I was told by the music director that I was going to have a visit uh, one evening, and uh, that it looked like it was mafioso. Uh, this kid wanted this record played, and uh, he he suggested. He didn't say I had to do it, but he suggested that it would be a good idea, maybe to save the bricks in the building um, <laughs> to to uh, play, play the play the song. It wasn't awful, but if it was really awful, I didn't. He said, "It's up to you." They, the same so, thing happened to Rich. Okay, we'll get into that yeah. later. Okay, so go ahead, Bill. So um, in walks these three guys, and uh, the, the little guy, the skinny guy, about 5'8", and 
probably 145, 50 pounds. He's the he's the one that's running the other the other guys who are much heavier and so forth. He's the guy with the with the record, and uh, they are very pleasant and uh, very appreciative and so forth. I didn't say I was going to play it. I said I'll give it a listen and uh, I'll see what I can do. So I put it on the air. It was mediocre. I didn't think it would go any place. My rationale was that he did have a little following in Miami. So, uh, you know, maybe the maybe the fans would like it and like it that I would play it. Uh, I put it on the air uh, at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> I, was, I was afraid to put it on any earlier. And then I played it again a week later. That's all I did. They came, and they were just very polite. They weren't pressuring me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I got to know them. Uh, and and here, so who, here were a couple of guys that thought that, uh, well, one of them, one of them thought that uh, Smooth Criminal was the smartest, brightest, uh, most courageous person in the world. I had no idea that these guys were let out by the CIA, let out of jail, and they were just carousing. Uh, they had, uh, they were and I didn't know this. This was before I, I got to Miami. Uh, a smooth Criminal went to a, my, uh, a Miami um, uh, record producer, a mafioso one. Now, if you're, you know, if you're breaking in, you don't get RCA Victor ready to uh, to promote your record. Yeah, they don't come knocking uh, at your door. <clears throat> but there, but there is a way to do it, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe you can make it through the roots of uh, of the mob. Mm-hmm. So he went to a record uh, a mafioso record uh, producer in Miami, and they produced the record for him. He had the idea he was going to be another Frank Sinatra that famous and so forth, because as we know, Frank Sinatra had mom connections. Yeah, yeah, he, that's right. He, he had an ego a mile long, and um, he uh, was... Uh, Oh, I think the mob. I think the mob did it because they were looking for a little soldier. Uh, they. they I, I. don't think they had any idea that this. That they were going to carry this guy and push him into into the line. Push him right in up to the top, into stardom or anything else. I don't think they had any idea. I think that they were only. And that that shows me that they didn't push me. To, to play the record again. Yeah, but what was the reason so for them? What was then the... they can turn, Just a moment. Then mm-hmm. they can turn around and tell him, hey, kid, we did a favor for you. Now you have to do, do a favor for oh, us. Okay, got it. Okay, so uh, what So what was happened? That what were, was that what you were going to ask? That's exactly what I was going to ask. <laughs> what, yeah, what was the reason? So, okay, now I got the picture. Renegade, you got the, Renegade Nation, you have the picture now. So what happens next? How does this all get tied up with the CIA and all this other stuff? Okay, so, um, so these guys that were not in jail at that time had never been in jail at that time. Uh, and uh, they were told to extort a high political official. And uh, it was uh, being done in uh, Coral Gables. Now, in Coral Gables, uh, the police will gladly tell you nothing bad ever happens in Coral Gables. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have never been any robberies. There have never been anything like it's that. It's a perfect it place. It never gets into the paper. It's just impossible <laughs> to... Uh, <laughs> and it's to such get a, a true, a true uh, uh, sense of what's going on in Coral Gables. Anyway, uh, this was uh, kind of interesting because um, the Coral Gables police were were there. Um, they had been told by this high political official who had lots of connections uh, that um, he was being extorted. And when the money was exchanged at the Coral Gables bus station, there must have been twenty 
plainclothesman to, uh, to capture Smooth Criminal. And uh, his two buddies who were sitting in a car outside, they too were put in jail. Uh, and that's the, where the CIA happened to be looking around for people willing to do dangerous, very dangerous assignments overseas. And uh, you find a unique opportunity in the jails of America. Uh, these, these are guys that, uh, you know, they, a few of them, a handful of them, they have 120 IQ, they're smart, and they're cocky, and they think that they can, they've forgotten that they, something happened and they were put in jail in the first place, and they're positive that they can do anything in the world and they won't be caught. Hey, Bill, why, so, is, Bill, the, okay, Bill, why does the government let these, uh, these, these, these uh, hideous criminals wreak havoc on the society? And, 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 well, why because, do, you, because you just can't find this kind of a person out here. Okay, so and they you find... Certainly, yeah. You certainly can't advertise it. We are looking... <laughs> In other words, they can't put we're looking that. for psychopaths. Uh, we're looking on Craigslist. We're looking for a psychopath. If you've murdered 25 people in the last 10 yeah. years, please respond you to the qualify. ad. You qualify. You qualify. We'll send you to Afghanistan and kill people. We're, we're, we're looking for somebody with an ego a mile long. Oh, absolutely. That's me. I could sign up. I, I'll be one. Hire me. Hire me. Okay. I have a big ego. Okay, go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. Um, this, this kid was just driven to, uh, to become famous. That's another thing. Uh, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't making it in the music world, but boy, I'm telling you, he 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 developed into a major drug dealer. He developed, and before that, he was working for the CIA. And um, what did he do uh, with the CIA? They just loved him. What did he do with the CIA? Well, he would go. He would uh, fly. Uh, you can. Uh, I should. I should tell uh, uh, tell the uh, everybody listening that they can look about. Uh, you know, the CIA doesn't want to talk about much of this stuff. Of course they but, don't. But uh, once in a while it comes out, and uh, if you got a pencil there, you can write the, this down. It's um, on your computer, as near as your computer. Uh, the It says, D. Miami Herald, October 11th, 1980. And it says, jury can't decide if he was a patriot or an airplane hijacker. This is, uh, is another guy who was doing exactly what Smooth Criminal had told me he was doing uh, a few years before this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to, whether to believe it or not, but here's somebody in a Virginia court who is uh, giving me corroborating evidence. The CIA will attend these things. I think this is, you know, they are above the law. They, there's another part of the, of the government, the three branches of government. There's a fourth one that is above the law. The CIA will sit there in a trial that involves the CIA, but they won't talk. And when the judge uh, orders, uh, orders the CIA to, uh, to refute what has been said, uh, like, yeah, we killed this guy. CIA told me to do this. This is what the, the, the people that are captured are saying. And uh, the CIA says, we refuse. Now, if you and I refuse, uh, we can go to jail. That's exactly but what the happens. The CIA is above the law. They say we refuse to testify, and then the cases are uh, go to nowhere. They're thrown out. They are thrown out. And uh, so, the the um, the guy um, that uh, if you look this up, Enrique Castillo Hernandez, you will see that he will tell you exactly what uh, Smooth Criminal told me. He said uh, in uh, February 1964, he was uh, flying missions in uh, a Piper Apache, and um, 
um, my smooth criminal was telling me he was um, he was flying another small plane um, <laughs> too. Um, there, uh, he told me that there were about uh, ten groups of three that were going to different places, uh, namely Cuba. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Were they, is that where they were going to, to, to Cuba? Well, they were going to Guatemala. They were going to many other places. But they, the whole thing was in preparation for, for the, what turned out to be the Bay of Pigs disaster. And then oh. it followed. It carried on after that. Um, a, a smooth, I, I, uh, I, I have to say that, that the, the Castro just did a number on, on the CIA uh, that uh, he, after about 28 missions, I was told by Smooth Criminal that uh, that they were questioned by the army and then they were interrogated and they were uh, tortured for eight days. Now, nobody under Castro would get away when they got caught as mm-hmm. a as a spy, uh, but uh, Smooth Criminal was able to talk his way out of Cuba along with his two buddies in eight days. Now, I've written to Castro recently about that, and through the Cuban mission at the United Nations, they, uh, the word came back, yes, he well remembers letting smooth criminal go in eight days. And my second question is, why? Why would you do that when you send them all, the rest of them to jail for 18 years, or 16 or 18 years? Hernandez, uh, who I was talking about, got out of jail in 16 years. Or they would be shot. Now, I still don't that is the one question I, I have. Why would Castro do this? So the it just panicked, just panicked the CIA. What are they going to do? They can't say that we're spying in a, in a country that we have no relations with. So they invented a story. I was uh, I was getting serious at this time and was uh, doing news over at uh, WGBS, and it was a Friday afternoon, and along comes a bulletin, 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 saying kidnapping to Cuba. It said that that uh, the pilot was forced to to fly them to uh, in their Cessna to fly them to uh, to Cuba because they wanted to become communists. Uh, this, this was the CIA story. They couldn't say, "Yeah, we've been sending these guys down there to spy." <laughs> so uh, now, now this is the lie. Uh, so now the Justice Department says. Oh, well, this is an international uh, uh, air piracy act, uh, the point of a gun, we have to prosecute. So the CIA doesn't tell the Justice Department under its extreme secrecy policy, don't tell anything to anybody. So here the Justice Department is going to prosecute these guys for a kidnapping that didn't happen. And uh, this thing goes. The judge, you got to swear from his from his comments on the on the bench. You just have to swear that he knew what was going on and that he was involved with the CIA and he was trying to end this case as fast as he could. One time he said, uh, "You can, you can't uh, wait a minute. You can't say that that a Cessna the the, the Air Piracy Act says a transport plane a Cessna is too small to be a transport plane. Case dismissed." <laughs> and he would he would dismiss it on and on and on and on. Well, you yeah, hey Bill, I bet wow. gun. Bill, I bet Sorry. the CIA was surprised when Castro sent them back to the U.S. As they ha- that, that never happened before. Exactly. Why would, exactly. Why would the CIA's probably going, huh, what happened? 
Why is he sending oh, we, them back? We thought well, we got rid in, of them. They went into a panic and they invented this story that these guys wanted to become communists. I can tell you, these guys, these guys were beach bums, and they were doing. Booze and broads. That's what they were. Sounds like me. (laughs) Hey, that's Uh, they had no interest. I never heard them talk one thing about anything that was going on in Washington or in Cuba or anything. It seems like Uh, the it seems like the judge was in on it also with all these silly dismissals. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, here's here's a funny story. Uh, the the ju- the judge uh, I'm sorry the attorney for the Justice Department is uh, is a very young guy by the name of Edmund Gong and that's his real name <laughs> Edmund Gong Gong Gong, Gong. Okay. Gong. <laughs> Edmund Gong well he he was a first generation Chinese and uh, you know how hard they work he certainly exemplified that. He went to Harvard, and I don't know what he did, but, you know, Harvard is a class place, supposedly. And uh, he was in law school for one year, and they didn't say, we're sorry, uh, you better look someplace else for your second year. No, they were very specific, unlike Harvard in any way. They said, you will never be a lawyer. You are not invited to come back. Um, and, <laughs> and so he, he kept that letter. And uh, he went back to Miami, uh, his home area, and he went to the University of Miami, and they didn't want him. Why should they take somebody that another law school didn't want? He pounded on their door till they finally relented and let him in, and he became a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Now he's got this case where he's not going to give up either. This is his uh, mo. He just doesn't give up. If you're if you're a lawyer, you know, and you got if you lost a case, you ask for an appeal and you try, and then you tell your client, "Hey, I'm sorry, you know, we failed. We tried again, and that's it." This guy didn't take no for an answer. While the judge was uh, was dismissing the case one time after another, year after year, we're talking three years, he fought this case and took it all the way to the United States Supreme Court. I was just going to ask you that. The, the Supreme Court, it, it sounds like, ordered the federal judge Emmett uh, Schotte, I guess, to get serious and hold uh, a real trial. Evan Choke. Evan Choke, yes. to, 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 to hold this real trial, which a jury found them guilty of air piracy oh. in their little yeah, Cessna. Yeah, that's right. Artichoke. But the, the thing that is amazing is that the CIA, under extreme secrecy, would not tell, would not whisper in the ear of one of nine justices, hey, turn a no bill on this one, you better not do it, we can't explain why. They didn't have to explain anything. I think that if, uh, you know, a higher up in the CIA had told them that, that would have ended it. But uh, instead, they got this judge here who has uh, been uh, marginalized and embarrassed because the United States Supreme Court said, for three years you've been making a terrible mistake, and now you have to hold a real trial. And they held a real trial, 12-person jury, and uh, they came back quite quickly with, uh, with a guilty verdict. Now it, uh, he apologized, and I have the testimony. He, apologized. he said, this is the, the greatest miscarriage of justice since a, uh, a starving man in the Middle Ages grabbed for a loaf of bread and then cut his hands off. He says, I have no, no uh, opportunity here but to give you the minimum. I wish I could dismiss it. I can't by legally. I have to give you the 20 years. So they get a minimum, and, a minimum of 20 years. Get wow. it yes. on, and, uh, death bang in the electric chair, it could have been 
Air Piracy Act, and that still holds. That law still holds. Uh, so uh, they were really playing with fire with our boy. Uh, the judge was uh, was on their side, it seems, and he was dismissing one case after another. And now uh, here here they come with a with a guilty verdict. So he has to say, "I'm giving you 20 years." Uh, there was a little clause. I wonder who put that in there. Hmm. It said, "Unless excused earlier by the warden." The jury didn't know anything about that. And uh, lo and behold, those guys were celebrating on Flagler Street that afternoon. <laughs> so now they, they never did get to see that warden wow. who dismissed them. I doubt that he knew anything about it. So either. it was just a big front to make it look good, and then as soon as that afternoon came, they were let go. <laughs> wow. Now, I, uh, one, one part of this, uh, when these guys came back, I, I have to, we have to backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. When we go, uh, when these three guys came back, Castro sent them back at Miami International Airport. Now they've got a, a pilot there that had chickened out over there. Their buddy had chickened out and said, "Take, let me go, let me go home. I don't want to be here. And um, it was all mixed up, and I have no idea what Smooth Criminal was doing, but I'll bet you he was doing some kind of a crazy act or changing his story every 30 seconds, and they got so mixed up. I, 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 it's quite possible that Castro said these guys are total idiots. Get them out of the country. That's quite possible. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, but well, I, well, I can hey. tell you, Smooth Criminal used to dress up in different costumes and rob Seven Elevens for fun. Oh, uh, Seven Elevens. That's, one of, that's uh, one of my favorite things was, to do. Uh, uh, and uh, then one time, uh, it reminds me of one of his robberies at a 7-Eleven. He went in uh, in a costume, some kind of a, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know, I can't remember what his costume was, but he had a mask on, a silver mask and so forth. And uh, he took the two guys, he, he got uh, $7,000. I mean, oh, that's, a, that's a lot of that money in those days for... Uh, that's a lot no, of money. But, kidding. But uh, he, he got it. And instead of uh, just walking out to his car, he took the two guys captive, and they, they he put them in the in the back of the car, and he was driving them around. And uh, he he then told them that he was going to put them in the trunk, according to the testimony. And these guys, <laughs> according to them, they said wait a minute, you know, this is such a crazy thing. Here this guy is driving us around. We're sitting in the back, and he doesn't have a gun on us, and uh, we can take him. And they took him. So uh, (laughs) then they had a big police chase throughout uh, the canals of Miami. And wow. uh, they finally got him hiding in a in a canal about five o'clock in the morning. Okay, Bill, we're gonna Bill, we're gonna else. Bill, we're gonna take yeah. a, Bill, we're gonna take a that break. Is funny. It, it is I really love funny. It. When we when we come back, we, I want to talk about smooth criminal. Um, I want to know about the victims uh, as Smooth Criminal becomes the number one con artist uh, around the uh, around the world. And Bill's going to explain that to us. You're listening to Renegade Talk, Renegade Nation. Very interesting stuff about the CIA, FBI judges, smiling. federal so judges. Great. What this is really, the really truth something. is always better than the, fiction. You yes, can't, you can't invent this. Stuff. You can't. Exactly. You can't invent it. We'll be right Beyond back. Beyond my imagination. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hold on, Renegade Nation. More to come.
sugarcoat shit. Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back to Renegade Nation. RenegadeTalk.fm in Maui, where we don't sugarcoat shit. My name is Richie Kepler, along with Marla. And then we have Bill Dean on, formerly of CBS, talking about the book Smooth Criminal and what's really going on. And you're hearing the truth. Head out on the highway Looking for adventure And whatever comes our way Some really good music from the day when they actually played instruments. <laughs> Steppenwolf. Yeah, I love this song. Renegade Nation, thank you for all the downloads. And again, tell all your friends, pass this show around so you can really hear what's going on. Yeah. Because we here at Renegade talk, we don't. Yeah. Sugarcoat. Shit. Shit. Right, we have Bill Dean on, formerly of the news assignment editor at CBS, wrote a book called Smooth Criminal, and Bill is explaining the, uh, about the book. And Bill, tell everybody where you, you can get the book and about your sure. website. Uh, you, you, you might get a little bit confused when you just put down Smooth Criminal. Uh, you got to say uh, the whole thing is Smooth Criminal, a one-man American crime wave. But uh, you don't have to remember all that. Just put When you get to Amazon, just put Smooth Criminal Bill. Or when you get to uh, YouTube. Uh, I'm on there for about 34 minutes. So. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I just typed in smooth criminal. It came right up. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And yeah. also, we... Very easy. Oh, Bill. well, yeah. Well, I mean, when you put down smooth criminal, sometimes you'll get Michael Jackson, which is <laughs> <fairly> <laughs> Anyway, we have... We have... Uh, am, we no have, aspersions or anything about it, but, uh, you know, I mean, we are different. Uh, Michael Jackson's a singer, and I'm a journalist. So. Okay, so Bill Marlowe has just, something I was just going to say, uh, to Renegade Nation, we do have Amazon on our site. So if you want to go buy the book, please buy it through our site so we can get a little bit of money. In fact, I have a brilliant idea, Marla. We what? could actually put the Amazon banner for Bill's book and they, can, and they can just click right through and get the book. There you go. God, I'm so fucking brilliant you know what, that Rich? I got. My first, I, I had Rich a is score. Smooth. I had five stars on that thing until today or a couple of days ago and a guy wrote the most devastating uh, he said he had heard it. Uh, he had heard me talking. He wanted to buy the book, and uh, he, he said it was the worst book he had ever read. <laughs> well, we, we get had, that all the I time. Had a thousand percent until this guy. I think he's from, in, from Minneapolis. Uh, well, you know what I'll do, Bill. I'll, I'll write a comment on there and say it's the best book I ever read, and I'll no, tell all of my friends to do the same. The best book, and then they'll go to the five stars. We have to neutralize this guy. We have to Maybe neutralize. Yes, we do. <laughs> we get said. We get, we'll we, go after. We go after everyone. We get told. That all, we get that. We get told that all the time. You guys fucking suck. Oh, I know. He spelled yeah. his whole name out, so it's an unusual name. And uh, you'll see it down there. It was on. It was on the book. It was on the paperback comment. It's not. Uh, I, I've survived on the on the Kindle. He didn't get to me on the Kindle. Maybe he'll try that tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, has, you never know. He has nothing else better to do. Sitting up there in the middle of but nowhere. I, I couldn't imagine. Here he was so fascinated by the conversation I was doing on the radio, and uh, you know. What we're that's what the book is about. Yeah, read the, yeah. so he he reads the book, which is uh, exactly what he heard on a radio station, and he was he was in, intrigued enough mm -hmm. to buy it, and then he buys the story that he had already heard on the radio, and he wanted to um, uh, find out more about it, and uh, he's disappointed. I cannot 
you know, you like you like two and two is four, and now you don't like two and two is four. Hey, uh, Bill, all, Bill, Bill, all I can say is it's the miserable old bitch. <laughs> he, he's not getting laid enough. He has nothing else better to That's do. That's right. He's just a yeah, miserable you, you old fart. You can fart. read his name. You can find him. There's only about three of them in the country. Okay. Well, you know, it's really funny because we, <laughs> Bill... Bill, we uh, anyway, we want to get back to the story. Let's get back and I to want the to story. tell you very quickly um, that uh, when these three guys came back on the plane in Miami International Airport, they had to get rid of the pilot because the pilot couldn't testify against their his buddies and say, "Yeah, they, yeah, they're my, I'm, I'm a buddy of them, but they held a gun at me." I mean, nobody would believe this, so uh, he disappeared. What would they do and with him? Dump him in the Bay of Pigs? We don't know. We don't know. He just um, disappeared, huh? I I can tell you that this Hernandez case in 1980 that I referred to, uh, they they took uh, that pilot and uh, sent him over to uh, Houston, over to Texas Aviation, and I have some signs that uh, that's where the pilot that I knew um, with uh, was sent to. So there must be a a, a place where they send them. Uh, when they have to have uh, have an actor testify, yes, no. I was the pilot. Yes, they held a gun at me. This went on for three years, <laughs> and wow. uh, uh, he he was pretty good. Uh, they all believed him. Court believed him. So my question is, where is Smooth Criminal at now? Well, um, okay, we're skipping over over something, but uh, no, I no. can I can say that I, I no. traced him to nine uh, to New York City. On uh, 70, West 76th Street uh, uh, in 1985. Uh, nine, I'm sorry, 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the last place where I found him. But I, I have to tell you, you know, I just retired recently uh, 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 from CBS, and I, I didn't get there to see him, and I contacted people that were there, that were living there, and they uh, it's a transient uh, building, so mm-hmm. nobody remembers him. Who, who, who else did he con? Oh, boy. Well, we get to, uh, you see, he, he became quite a drug expert um, uh, in the, I've talked to uh, a couple of guys that knew him that were in, uh, in uh, uh, secret information uh, with, the, with the government, uh, and they, they said that he knew a lot of things, that uh, he was not just a BSer. Uh, that uh, things that uh, he was talking about when he'd get drunk and uh, and go out in the middle of the street and tell everybody that he was the the most famous, most important person in the world uh, in the middle of the night. That uh, that uh, they they knew that hello, he knew hello. a lot of stuff that they knew. Sounds like what I do here. Hello, hello. <laughs> Look at me. You know Is who there I anybody am. Anybody out there? You know who well, I am. Okay. He, he uh, you know, uh, the uh, the CIA inadvertently became drug dealers. They didn't want to be. I don't think they wanted to be. And uh, they were flying drugs up to the KMT in uh, the Golden Triangle. Well, wait a minute. So I thought they, uh, because they said we we will not fight unless you give us drugs. So Bill, the I thought CIA I, was forced to uh, become a drug dealer if they wanted. Bill, to I thought Nancy Reagan said say no to drugs. <laughs> That's right, and it was at that time that uh, this stuff was going on. Wow, <laughs> heavy duty stuff. Yeah, she she didn't go over there and uh, and stop the CIA. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah, because um, she said in her brain, "Just say no." <laughs> so Smooth Criminal uh, was still working for the CIA over there. Uh, wow. And, uh, they liked his daringness and his smarts. Um, he. Um, 
he had some, uh, he could hardly write his name, but boy, could he remember. He told me, we met at a Cuban restaurant uh, when I was working at the television station in Miami. He calls, and I mean, I didn't know where what was going on. I couldn't figure out the story. It didn't make any sense to me, and he told me. He told me what I've just told you about, about the... Um, the uh, kidnapping, phony kidnapping, and all that kind of stuff, and that it made sense to me. Uh, I was at the I was at the Cuban restaurant, uh, and he told me uh, that uh, he had made these these trips. And I says, "What? Why should they trust you? You're a crook." And he says, "Because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have to know. I'm told to go to a certain place and write down who's who he who I see and so forth. How many generals are coming up?" this way and so forth. He says, what does that mean to me? It doesn't mean a thing to me. <laughs> and uh, so I bring Why it back, but some of the stuff that I'm copying down is other people are copying down to some of the other spies. And uh, I don't know where they are. We don't talk to one another. And so we better come back with the same information or we go right back into a regular jail cell. Um, and pretty neat uh, operation. So, so where? Okay, so Bill, where is this guy at now? I mean, do you know where he's, he's at? He's in witness protection. Oh, he's in witness <laughs> protection. I believe. I believe. Sounds like Henry Hill. They put him in Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's in. So you can't get any information from uh, from the Freedom of Information Act. You can't get. You can't oh, get access. We've written, and it's very funny. Like um, I, I called. Um, if you've got the birth date, and I do, and. Um, you've got uh, other information about somebody you can call social security and say i lost a friend i don't know what happened to him could you please tell me is he dead or alive and they they will they maybe they're not doing it now but they would uh, look it up on the computer and tell you so i called and uh the guy said oh yeah sure i'll look it up i'll be glad to i'm very sorry that your friend uh, that you don't know where he is and um, the guy gets to the uh, to the smooth criminal uh, page, and he says, "Who are you? Why are you calling? I can't say anything about this." So you can imagine what must be on that screen. Well, maybe maybe he's in Cuba. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be funny. maybe he's hiding out over there. That they they did the witness protection program in Cuba. They put him in a nice I hotel. Wonder, I wonder what Castro thinks of him. You know. Well, maybe Castro will listen to this uh, interview. <laughs> Maybe he'll call up and tell us. Anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, inter uh, let's the interview Cuban, him. The Cuban let's mission see. wants me to go over there, and I said that would be great, but uh, you got to set up a uh, meeting with Castro, otherwise I'm not going. And they're trying. Wow. That'd be He's, great uh, to have that on the air. Uh, yeah. Bill Dean, Fidel Castro, and Renegade <laughs> Nation all talking together. Right. Tell us all so the this secrets. Guy, this guy comes back from uh, from uh, Indochina, and uh, he sets up a major, major, major drug operation in uh, the Florida area, which at that time was uh, what California is now. Uh, the drugs uh, coming through California were coming through Florida. About 80% of the drugs uh, in the United States were coming through Miami. Mm -hmm. uh, you remember all those little planes? They were constantly. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what's wrong in Florida. Florida. Yeah. They're all stoners uh, we down get, there. We get well, they're so... not there now. No. Yeah, they're all fucked up <laughs> down there. They're California, all screwed up. New Mexico and Arizona, they got it now. So uh, All of the funniest, weirdest stories come out of uh, Out of Florida. Florida. Yeah, they're all fucked yeah, up down there. It's crazy. So, uh, smooth criminal now, you see, they don't need uh, they don't need him anymore, the CIA. Once in a while they were using him as far as I've been able to uh, figure out. 
but uh, on a regular basis, he wasn't getting the money that he was getting. He was just being showered with money at one time. He said he was walking down Flagler Street one time and got bumped into, didn't think anything of it, put his hand in his pocket, and there was $960 in 20s. He says that's how I got paid that week. <laughs> and uh, that would be the equivalent today of about $3,000 for wow. a week's pay. So, you know, hey, Bill, uh, my, oh, oh, but I, that, that dried up. And well, now you got this guy back uh, who, uh, who's out free, and they want to keep him free because he's such an informant on, on his own people. He <laughs> took over a motel with this poor woman, and that's uh, where, you, where you want me to get, right? Um, this, this woman uh, was, uh, ran a motel and uh, was very patriotic. She was uh, first-generation Polish, and her father worked uh, very hard and uh, made a, a financial success out of, in America. And um, a smooth criminal just happened uh, to come to her motel with uh, a very good-looking girl, I was told. Uh, he always had good-looking women. Were, they wanted to correct him. They thought he was a bad little boy, and they wanted to correct him. Oh, I bet they did. The women like to do that. Yeah, let, let so Marla he does no that. no problem getting women. <laughs> and, uh, he comes... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, nothing. Well, I was just laughing. No, right. I just said Marla does that. <laughs> she trained... I'm, I'm a bad boy. She likes, likes to retrain me. Good old S&M. Good old S&M. Thank you, Marla. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're, I, I can guarantee you're not as bad as Smooth Grimm. No, I don't think so. <laughs> you have as much work to do. Um, so uh, he noticed these uh, American flags all over the place and being such a great con artist he uh he said you know i'm very patriotic too and uh, uh maybe we can do something together you know for our country and boy you know that was really something that she wanted to do you know and instead of just being a motel owner she could be famous helping america and this guy is uh happening uh, on her doorstep and he's going to lead her so um, he's, he's telling her uh, such things as, uh, you know, I've got a lot of agents coming down from Washington, and I have direct contact with the White House and the president. That would be Jimmy Carter. Uh, and um, uh, we, uh, uh, these agents uh, want will want to stay here, but we need, we need to fix up this place, and we have to fix it up right away, and I need $20,000 to fix it up so it will be good for these agents. <laughs> and so... What a great uh, she, con job. Uh, she uh, gets uh, her relatives and everything and tells them and urgently she needs the money, needs 5000 from this person and that. And they're very loyal family members. And um, they, uh, they came in with $20,000 very quickly. Well, she never saw a, a bucket of paint. Uh, we don't know what he did with the, with the money. He took Have off. Have fun, man. She, Drinking, she having came sex. from New Jersey, and uh, she does not remember. I've got the deeds themselves with her signature on it. Wow. Where she signed over four, four properties, uh, three of them with houses on them. And uh, I said, that sure looks like your signature. She says, but I don't remember signing it. I, <laughs> I was drugged. I he, was drugged. Okay, well, apparently he can hypnotize people and tell them to do things. How could anybody? Oh, yeah. yeah how He's a very they, smooth dude. Exactly. I very mean, funny. well, uh, this is this is how he did it. I mean, he he found a need, you know, in this woman. This woman wanted to do something. She was patriotic. Patriotic. America. I just can't so believe. He says, "I love America too." Yeah, it's just so amazing to me how naive people are. 
It's amazing. Yeah, well, um, yeah, one of the things uh, that I've studied, and uh, we can go through that. I don't know if we have time. I've got 10 ways to identify and get rid of a con artist. Well, I think what we uh, should do, Bill, is talk about this next uh, Tuesday because sure. there's so much to talk Absolutely. about. And I, I also, I want to get into but next. I, but I will say that uh, that uh, they find a need, and, and around the world, this is amazing, that uh, sociologists say 4% of the population, you go to Outer Mongolia and you get four percent con artists all over the world it must be some kind of a brain thing I don't it's know. a gene system or something yeah. that's in the, in there the, the, it's amazing con- you yeah. can't get you can't get around and they will come to you and they will be very very friendly well they're so uh, they won't have a gun they won't be robbing you they may later on so but not at the beginning and you you know you and i i'm going to solve your problems that's what they say that sounds like a sociopath yeah, we've had our run-ins with yeah. some of those type well, of psych- people. The psychopaths <laughs> are the one that kill people and don't care. Anyway, but so we want to. I want to continue this next week and next week, uh, Bill. I want to get into these uh, these dangerous prisoners that have been put in jail and then they're no. being trained and released to carry out treacherous assignments that the that, feds would rather not do themselves. And also, I can't wait here yep. to he- wait to hear the ten ways. Yep. How not to get conned. Ten ways how not to get conned. <laughs> that, that'll be great. That'll be great for Renegade yeah, we'll Nation. So, show. Bill, on that note, this was a great interview. We got a lot of information out so people can understand it. And then next week we'll follow up with uh, these prisoners that are being, that are in, incarcerated for murder and rape or whatever they did. And they're being retrained to go out and go kill people. So we're going to get into that, too. That'll be really interesting. Oh, they're yes. not supervised. That's what bothers me. They're not. Yeah, they just let them go. Well, I want to definitely get into that so America knows what's really going on in the prison systems. As far as I'm concerned, that that to me would be really, really interesting. Bill, again, thank you so much for being on the air with us at Renegade. Yeah, Bill, this was great. Well, thank you for uh, getting the word out. Yes, and we'll definitely have you on next Tuesday. We'll talk uh, probably after this show. Same bat time. Same bat bat channel. channel. We'll talk. (laughs) Renegade Nation, enjoy this show. Pass it around to all your friends so they can all hear what really goes on. My name is Richie Kepler, along with Marla, Bill Dean, formerly of CBS. The book is called Smooth Criminal, a one-man American crime wave. You can go to our um, page our page on Amazon, <laughs> click it, and get the book and read it also for yourself. Barry Bill? Barnes & Noble as well. And Barnes & Noble okay. also. Okay, Renegade Nation, have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello. Hello.